Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ayuk inside touchdown. Samuel leading the way. Ayuk comes inside of him. A little taste of some of these big guys coming out and hitting them. Like, all right, you think you're going to run around our guy? How about if you get a little taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat? All right, welcome back for the 9 o'clock hour. Got a lot of stuff to get to here Hope this we can morning. get some of that on Sunday night. That was the Sunday night crew, right? Yep, Tariko and uh, yeah. Collingsworth, yeah. Hopefully they give us some, uh, some good, good guys, references. man. Really, we need some new stuff for the new really, year. Really, really good guys. Really good. Tell you what, man. Really, really good guys. Both of them. Known Don't tell them we time. use those clips then if you like them. Listen, man. We're all guilty on Radio 2 of seeing something happen and saying something and you go, oh, God, somebody's going to get me on this one. Coming late on the blitz, mm. right? Sure. <laughs> right? Delayed blitz. Ready to give me your picks? Yeah, man. What do you have for me, Woody? Well, I have special music first. Okay. It was. <laughs> dead air. You're right. I, it didn't I sound as good. I can't believe this sounded... is the final week of the regular season, man. By the way, it's not only the final week, but then – Black Monday, they yeah. start canning coaches, mm. and then a lot. A lot of these teams aren't messing around. Yeah, interviews getting set up. I imagine. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right, Pittsburgh and Baltimore tomorrow, four thirty. Baltimore is uh, our three and a half point underdogs here. I know they're resting like everyone. The over under set at a whopping thirty five points. Damn man, just go Pittsburgh. I'm gonna go Pittsburgh. Probably a stay-away game. And then uh, tomorrow at 8-15, you have Indianapolis and Houston. That is a pick'em game. Uh, Colts are, are Houston's favored by one. So such Houston's a at game. Indy. Yeah. 47 is your over-under. I'm going to go Indy. I like Houston thing. in that game. Yeah. I like Houston there. Right. Sorry, man. Go Indy. Uh, all right, let's hit the Sunday games. New Orleans and Atlanta in New Orleans. Saints favored by three. Yeah, I like New Orleans. Yeah. Cleveland and Cincinnati. The game is in Cincy. The Bengals are favored by seven. I'm going to assume Browns are resting everyone, right? Yeah, matter of fact, this is a weird one. Joe Flacco's not playing. <laughs> They're resting the Joe Flacco playing? for the playoffs. So right. you go Cincinnati? Yeah, I got to go Cincinnati. All right. Tennessee and Jacksonville in Tennessee. Jaguars favored by three and a half points. Over under set at 41. Tennessee's Tennessee. out of it. Really? Yeah. Okay. You trust Jacksonville from what you've seen? I don't know. I saw the coach Vrabel. He was riled up this week, man. Someone asked him some question at a press conference, and he, like, lost it. So Is he getting – do you want to be the New England coach? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Detroit and Minnesota. In Detroit, uh, three-and-a-half point spread there. Detroit favored over under at 46. Is Detroit playing everybody? I didn't see their uh, list of who's playing and who's not. Uh, I can't imagine they are, right? But I don't know. They're favored in that game, so maybe. All right, I'll take. You got to check. By the way, if you're gonna bet these games, 
check before yeah, you. Yeah, uh, make sure make if you're into who's in and who's out. Don't go to that Hard Rock app and uh, not know because there's a lot of guys resting this week. Key guys. All right, a couple more one o'clock games: Carolina and Tampa Bay. In Carolina, the Bucks are favored by four and a half. Yeah, Tampa. Gonna go Bay's. Tampa Bay, right? They yeah. need that one. And then uh, at one o'clock in Foxborough, the Loser Bowl. Uh, the Patriots hosting the Jets. New England favored by one and a half. Both of those I, teams suck. I never thought a Bill Belichick team would go four and twelve. I, I'm, it's really I, tremendous to see. I, I, Tom Brady couldn't like, happen to a worse. Guy. I got to tell you, there's somewhere Tom Brady is laughing. Like, I know that they they're going to be when it's all said and done. They're going to be you know at parties together and and they'll be able to enjoy what just happened for 20 years and what they did to the NFL and the AFC East. But there's got to be part of Tom Brady that's going. Now for sure, everybody's going to stop that. Who is a bigger part of those 20 years? It's over. You didn't pick the game through all that. Yeah, I'm sorry. You care? Want to just skip the loser bowl? Yeah, let's just skip on. I'm going to skip on it. Okay. <clears throat> Bears and Packers uh, in uh, in Green Bay, 425. Packers favored by three. They need the game. The Bears don't, but those teams do not like each other much. I'm going to go Pack. Okay. I like the Bears in that pack. one. Uh, Dallas and Washington in Washington. The Cowboys are favored by 13. Oh, they need the game. I'm going to go Dallas big. Yeah, that, that seems, seems like it there. Vegas and Denver in Vegas. Raiders minus three. Oh, God. That game could go either way. Jeez. I'll go Denver. Okay. Chiefs must be resting everyone, right? Chargers and, uh, and Chiefs. The Chargers are favored by three and a half. Yeah, that so tells me that, that yeah, I assume Kansas City is They're resting all the big guys. So we'll stay away from that one. San Fran and the Rams. Uh, everyone, Everybody's resting in that one. one. Wild that's card, a, leader. Yeah, that's a screwy one there. That's NFC minus West, four, San Francisco. Yeah. Giants and Eagles. Philly minus five and a half games in New York. I'm going to go New York to win this game. They may. They very well may. Plus 200 right, if you want to take the money line there. Arizona and Seattle. In Arizona, Seahawks Damn. minus three. I'm going to go Arizona. They looked good last week against Philly. And then you know who's playing on Monday night, or uh, Sunday night by chance here, Joe? We got the I do. Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. Line has moved, by the way. It is two and a half now. What have they seen to move it? Uh, some money. Whales, some whales came in, that's bro. That's right. Some, some the money. Came in They're supposed the, to go, uh, Joe, money. That's what changed it by a half a point. The whales came in. It is two and a <clears> half. <throat> Buffalo favored by two and a half points here. 48-and-a-half is the over-under. I like over for sure. This thing's going over 48 okay. this week. And uh, the Dolphins by a field goal. Jason Sanders is going to come into play again. Mm. He's going to save us again in a big game. Plus 120 on the money line for the Miami Dolphins. How you doing on that Hard Rock app? Uh, we're actually doing pretty well. We hit that. I told you we hit that like eight hundred dollar parlay. It was yeah, like a five dollar yeah, yeah, parlay. Yeah, yep. It was like winning the lottery. I've never been so happy in my life. I think that was honestly. I don't want to say this, you know, but my, it was like almost as good as when your kids were born. <laughs> it was that that feeling, bro. No, I know, but you can't. Go my there, God, man. was that incredible! I, it came down you to can't the Chiefs. Say, hey. Remember the Chiefs Bills game with the uh, the Tony offside thing. We needed the Bills to win outright in that game. It was the last game of a six-team parlay. But you can't say anything in sports is bigger than your children. And by the way, I don't have a, like a great relationship with some of my children sometimes, but 
you can't say it's But I was more bigger. stressed when they were born. Like it was kind of a, it's a little bit of a stressful situation in the hospital and everything. I mean, this was just like pure joy. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> right, let me hear you. You know what? During the break, I want to hear you say that. Call your wife and say that. Tough guy. Well, she doesn't listen to the show. Well, I liked it. I she would... hates the show. She won't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my wife hates it, but I know she doesn't listen. Texture said, I've made $2,000 in two weeks with this Hard Rock app. It's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> to this guy, by the way, keep playing and see what happens. Hey, by the way, everybody is using that Hard Rock app. Everybody I talk to. It's a except lot of fun. people, Except people involved with the, the Dolphins, but... But there's a lot of guys going, man. And I had a couple guys, hey, what do you think about this? I don't ask me, man. You, you're better off just doing it on your own. I have no idea. None. We'll think of some clever parlay this weekend that we can lose, but that's what we got for you. By the way, my other uh, second bet, I know we're, we got to get to Florio. That was like the mo- one of the most exciting things that's ever happened to me in my life. We had, with the game we went to, the, the Monday night game. Uh, we had Zach Sealer at plus like a hundred or plus like fifteen thousand, something crazy like that. It was one dollar to win one hundred and fifty dollars for him to score a touchdown in the game. No, and I put it. We put a dollar on a couple of different defensive guys. Sealer scored the touchdown, and I almost, I almost jumped out of our box. It was yeah, it was, it was better than you having kids. I get it. All yeah. right, listen, we got to go to break. That one was not as much, but that was pretty exciting. Mike Flora from Pro Football Talk next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome back here on a football Friday, and I'm, I might add a big football Friday. Sunday night football, Bills coming down here to play the Miami Dolphins. Yes, the Bills are back again for this AFC East championship game. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk joins us. Mike, good morning. How you doing? Joe, I'm doing great, buddy. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. Are you, are you coming down, Mike, uh, for the game, or are you going to be doing it from uh, back at the house? No, I'll be at the studio. I'm at the studio every week of the year except the first Thursday night game when we go on site. And then for our division round game, we usually go to wherever that game is this year. It may be San Francisco or Dallas, but that's what we're going to do. So I'll be in Connecticut at the NBC Sports headquarters, breaking down everything that happens throughout the day, seeing who's on the hot seat, who's in trouble, et cetera, and setting the stage for that game on Sunday night. Boy, you're right. It's Sunday and Monday with uh, the good and the bad news for for a lot of people, not just football, but uh, people that work in football for sure. Hey, hey Mike, so what's your gut feeling on uh, this Sunday night football game? By the way, maybe the biggest two games, Baltimore and now this game, in the last 20-something years for this uh, Miami Dolphins football team to – try to win this AFC East and stay at home. What's your gut on this feeling? It's a lot to come back 
from a 56 to 19 debacle and it's going to challenge all the skills and abilities of Mike McDaniel to get the team to set the reset button and forget about what happened. It's just a loss, whether it's by one point or whether it's by a hundred points. And the dolphins had been on the other side of that back in week three, when they beat the Broncos 70 to 20 and the Broncos eventually turned it around. But the question is how quickly can you turn it around after something like that? And now you've got a team coming to town that beat you 48 to 20 That was forever ago as far as the NFL is concerned. Week four, different teams. Teams get better, teams get worse. But the reality is the Bills bottomed out on that Monday night at home against the Broncos when they fired Ken Dorsey the next day, their offensive coordinator, and they began to dig out from there. I just worry that the Dolphins don't have enough time to dig out from what happened on Sunday against the Ravens. It's just a lot to process. There isn't much time to do it. And I think it's going to be a tough, tough ask for the Dolphins to turn it around and win this game, especially if the Bills are facing elimination altogether. We'll know by kickoff what the stakes are for the Bills. Obviously, for the Dolphins, it's two seed versus wild card go on the road, et cetera, six seed most, most likely and go to Miami. But for the Bills, if the Jaguars and the Steelers win before that game starts, a loss by the Bills means no playoffs at all for Buffalo. So that, that will raise the stakes and make the game even more dramatic. So this is a huge, huge game. The Bills have, have not looked great offensively the past couple of weeks, but they just keep winning. Yeah. So, I mean, my gut tells me Buffalo. I, I don't want to just pander and say Miami when I'm in Miami and Buffalo when I'm in Buffalo. But <laughs> it, my gut tells me Buffalo, but, but who the hell knows? It's, it's going to come down to how quickly the Dolphins can forget about last weekend and focus on, on the task at hand. You know, if the if 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 I'm if I'm a member of that team and I saw and just lived through what happened in Baltimore, man, I really don't want to go back to Baltimore ever. <laughs> At least yeah, not this right, year. Right. It's just it's for it to happen now. It's one thing if it happens week two. For it to happen now, it's just a lot to come back from. It was, and it was looking like such a good game for a quarter and a half. You're going, wow, this is going to be a really tight one. And next thing you know, you're five touchdowns. Uh, down in that game. Hey, so I, I got to ask you, I know we got a lot to get to to get caught up from the week. Uh, one of the strangest finishes ever, just when, Mike, we think we've seen everything, reporting lineman eligible to be a receiver and getting the wrong guy and Taylor Decker, and he said, I did everything, and Brad Allen goes, no, you didn't. I heard from another guy. Mike, that can't happen. I mean, the whole thing, and there's a zillion different parts to it, but what are your thoughts and – the league just can't have finishes like that after a two-point conversion. Well, look, I have heard from many unhappy Lions fans this week who think I'm carrying water for the NFL. Anyone that has followed my work knows that I am not afraid to poke a finger in the NFL's eye and in the name of making things better. I've said for years I need to tear down the officiating function and rebuild it from the ground up with all available technologies incorporated to make it better, to make it easier, to streamline it, to get rid of the two sticks and 10 yards of chain that they use. There are so many ways the process can be improved. However, however, in this case, in this case, the Lions knew damn well what they were trying to do. The Lions wanted to use a very mechanical, simple, check-the-box procedure when a player wearing an ineligible number reports to the game as an eligible receiver. And Dan Skipper, the jumbo package tight end for the Lions, 
repeatedly does that. The prior week he did it six times against the Vikings. He comes in, jumbo package, brush your shirt, go to the referee and report, and you're the eligible receiver. What the Lions tried to do here, Joe, was play a shell game with the Cowboys where Dan Skipper runs not to the huddle but to the referee even though he has no intention to report. Taylor Decker with Penny Sewell next to him approached Brad Allen from the other direction, and Decker's the one who says, I'm eligible. Well, they wanted to confuse the Cowboys. Dan Campbell admits they wanted to confuse the Cowboys. They confused Brad Allen. And when Dan Campbell rants and raves about how we told them during the meeting and we had it all written up, well, you know what they didn't write up, Joe? They didn't write up and they didn't talk to the officials about this pre-snap ruse. Because I guarantee you there's no way the officials would have gone along with something if Dan Campbell had said to Brad Allen, hey, hey Brad, come here. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to run that play. And before, before we run the play, we want to fool the Cowboys. We, we want them to think that, that 70 is eligible, but actually 68 is eligible. So when you have two guys come at you one way, and when you see 70 run out to you like he always does when he's reporting, he's not actually reporting. I just want you to be aware of that so you don't get confused. when There's no way that happens. Could you imagine if the officials went along with that? Could you imagine what the uproar would be if we knew about that? Right. So the Lions wanted to fool the Cowboys. They successfully fooled the official. I wish they would own it. I, and I know that, that part of it is, hey, now our team's pissed off and it's going to help us in the rematch against the Cowboys. It's unfortunate that the Lions won't come out and own it and explain it because it's ultimately their fault. They played a game, and the game backfired on them, plain and simple. Yeah, that's good stuff. Good stuff. By the way, um, speaking of, of quarterbacks, which we have talked about so much, it looks like, Mike, unless I'm mistaken, I think I counted last night, only 12 teams starting quarterbacks have started every game, Tua Tungavailoa being one of them is why I even looked. Mike, there's, there's really nothing else the league can do to protect quarterbacks. Is there really? I mean, they're already pampered pretty good. Is there anything else they can do? I know the league doesn't want to see third and fourth string quarterbacks at the end of the year. Is there anything well, you can see? You know, last year when the league was trying to justify – the, the hypersensitivity for roughing the passer. And it's the only rule in the book that says, when in doubt, throw the flag. And, you know, I harp on this all the time. The rule says, when in doubt, throw the flag. And anytime they bring in a rules analyst for any broadcast, that should be the first thing said after a roughing penalty. You know, this is the only rule in the book that says, when in doubt, throw the flag. So if they have any doubt, they throw the flag. <laughs> so when, when the NFL was defending that, Troy Vincent was on ESPN. Troy Vincent's the executive VP of football operations. He said... Hey, look, if the quarterbacks are injured, we're not going to be the most watched shows on TV. Well, one thing they've learned this year, even though quarterbacks are injured, people still watch. Right. So I don't, know, I don't know how much that logic holds. But to your point, there's only one way that they could make it any safer for quarterbacks. And they'll never do this because it would fundamentally change the game. But at this point, all they can do is apply the roughing, the punter, and kicker rules to quarterbacks. So once the ball's out, you can't hit them. And if you run into them, it's five. And if you hit them hard, it's 15. You just can't touch them once they throw the ball. They're never going to do that. But that's all they could do at this point. They already look the other way on left tackles and right tackles leaving early, unless it's too blatant because it gives that tackle a better chance to block the pass rusher. They look the other way on holding all the time. 
They're trying to keep the quarterbacks healthy. They're trying to make offenses go. The only thing they could do at this point is say, we're going to take the roughing the punter and roughing the kicker rules and apply them to quarterbacks. Mike, does it seem like we blame officials more this year or is this going every year? But it seems like it seems like this year we've just we blame them for everything. And they're just doing what they're Joe, told. Joe, I, I think back to the days before the proliferation of legalized gambling. The NFL was adamantly opposed to legalized gambling. And the commissioner himself <clears throat> said if Gambling is legalized on a widespread basis. Normal incidents of the game will be viewed skeptically as evidence of rigging, point-shaving, match-fixing, etc. And now that everywhere you look, everywhere you turn, it's DraftKings this, it's FanDuel that, it's bet on this, it's bet on that. That has created an environment where people aren't willing to accept incompetence or human frailty or you know, an officiating function that is premised on the naked eye of a middle-aged person who's out there among the gladiators trying not to get trampled instead of relying upon all available technologies. So that's the problem. The stakes are higher now. It's no longer about the two teams involved. Jerry Jones made the argument a couple weeks ago that when we play a game, we understand that, and this is Jerry Jones' quote, the official may be half blind. We understand that. It could help us. It could hurt us. We understand that. Now that you have all these apps and all these ads and all these ways that people can legally bet, the stakeholders aren't just the teams involved. And I think that's what's created even more scrutiny of the officiating. And I don't think the league is going to do anything until it's forced to do something. I just wish the league would carve off some of that money and really spend the time and the effort necessary. It's not just the money, it's the effort. You think about any organization. People have their jobs to do. They're already busy. Now I've got to carve out more time to try to go against the momentum that opposes improving officiating and getting people on board with it. Screw it. I'm busy enough. I got enough to worry about. I'm not going to be the one who's trying to carry the flag for something that I can sense the organization doesn't want to do. So there's a lot of reasons why they won't do it until they have to do it. And my concern is there's going to be some kind of a scandal, some kind of a problem, some kind of a Tim Donahue thing that creates damage that won't be reversed for years before they finally do what they need to do before the reckoning arrives. Boy, Mike, um, it's going to be really interesting. I I heard uh, a lot of these national shows hitting the, we need full-time officials. I think we need to get on the same page on, uh, on all these calls. There's so many, the the area of gray is throughout. You talked about holding and so many of these hits, whether they're legal, you slow them down and, and uh, all those things that those uh, those officials just can't do. Hey, Mike, thank you, man. Hey, Joe, Joe, let me tell you this real quick, though. Yeah. Here's where full-time officials would work. Here's, here's the benefit of it. Beyond the fact that you have their full focus and they're not working two different jobs, on Tuesday and Wednesday of each week, all the officials go to the same place. They're in the same room. And they're all there while they go over these yeah, plays. I and agree. they make sure they all understand it the same way. That's what they need to do. That's a good point. No, I can't disagree with anything that those guys get on the same page. You're right. Mike, thank you. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. All right. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk joining us. Talked a lot about the officiating, which nobody's happy with. Omar Kelly, alldolphins.com, going to join us next.